It's the New England Taken to KXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, 101.9 FM Manchester, and nhtalkradio.com. I'm your host, AJ Kierstead. Be sure to check out nhtalkradio.com to get all the back episodes of the show, as well as links to our podcast feeds. And definitely search for the New England Take on pod, on Apple, Google, Spotify, you know all the podcast places. I have someone I've known for a few years on the show this week, Steve Shagnon. Welcome. Thanks, man. Thank you for having me. All right. So you're a musician. Uh, so I, that was where I initially met you. I filmed a couple of your songs over at Phoenix Hall when uh, he was still working on that in the early days. So we saw a little bit of the journey that took of being put together and uh, usable and not scary. And yeah. uh, more recently, you uh, and some of your friends have been in a band called Mallory Vice, which I'm a huge fan of. I got to photograph you guys over at the Bank of New Hampshire stage a couple of years ago before the COVID times and um, it, I'm a huge fan. Like I, lo- I love uh, rock and uh, metal and such, and it's nice. It, it, what's What's funny to me is there's not many rock bands. Uh, there's so many Americana bands and country bands and singer songwriters around. Where Where did all the New Hampshire rock bands go, Steve? I don't know. It's like that all all died out in like 2012 or something like that, right? Yeah, it's like everyone got sick of new metal and it, it just disappeared. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, what what genre would you consider Mallory Vice? Uh, it's so tricky because I, I know that with a lot of the songwriting that I do for the band, it comes from like that like folky singer songwriter side of it. And then all the guys in the band have such influences from, you know, punk rock to even like going into like metal. And, you know, like like no and I are huge like fans of like indie indie rock. So it kind of all is just meshed together from that. And I, I just think it's like our, our best attempt at trying to be something that we can't be. So that's just kind of what it sounds like. And thanks to your part of the band, it's, like it's got some great singing and uh, like there's actual song behind it too, which is nice. You don't get as much of that anymore. Either they go uh, into the screaming end of things, which you lose a lot of audience for. It's a lot harder to find gigs and you guys are pretty darn loud, so that's hard enough. So I'd imagine that might help a little bit for uh, finding venues. Yeah, we, we try to keep like uh, enough of a pop influence to the music where it has like enough like you know structure to it and using specific uh like tempos for the song so it's all kind of like i try to choose it ahead of time what we're going to do as far as as that kind of stuff but yeah how how many of your song of the songs do you write separately before going to the band like a handful of them you you did solo and i i've, I've heard the acoustic version i'm like i remember that song yeah like when we first started out i, I would kind of like write a song acoustically, bring it to the band. We would play it acoustically and then kind of re-instrumentate it to represent what we wanted the band to sound like. And then we've been a band for a couple of years now. And as time has gone on, I've kind of moved away from just like writing separately. They're just like showing up and being like, here's what I wrote. Here are the parts. It's kind of like, hey, I have like these three parts and these lyrics. Let's expand on that together and collaboratively kind of put these songs together. Yeah, to expand on that, I mean, how does how do the other members of your band uh, contribute? Is it structure? Is it just their instrumentation? Do they have uh, input in the like the lyrics and such? They don't have a crazy amount of input on on the lyrics. A lot of times, they probably don't even know what I'm actually singing until we get to the studio because it's quite loud at practice. Um, but no, a lot of it kind of stems off of like if I look at my drummer, Steve Silvestri, I'm like, okay, like I'm playing this part. I'm like, just find your groove over this. Like a lot of times I'll want the snare drum to land in the two and the four, or I want, you know, like a four on the floor type beat or something like that. And I'm like, just 
play me a couple of things. So give me a couple of options. I'm like, okay, I love one and two, maybe use option one in verse one, use option two in verse two. So giving, giving him that freedom. And then for my bass player, uh, Chris Rydell, I'll be like, okay, here are, you know, the root notes of these chords I have. I'm just like, so know that that's like, you know, the, the chord structure we're using, but like, feel free to kind of vibe off of that and let the bass walk as it will, as some people would say. Um, and then Noah Brochu, uh, rhythm guitar player, um, the same thing with that. I'll be like, here's my part, find a way to like harmonize off of this or create a part that stands on its own that also lifts the music up. As, as a solo singer songwriter, you, you had a bunch of fans, people that, that knew about your music for sure. Like people saw your posters around town and such when you were playing yeah. different gigs. What was it like seeing the just the large amount of people that connected to your music as a band versus because it, it, it was huge. I mean, when you guys played at the bank of New Hampshire stage, I was like, Holy crap, this is like a real gig. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, um, it's been wild having a nice response from like, you know, all the locals and local friends and, and family who have like always come out to the shows and supported us. And there's just something so much more fun about playing in a band than playing by yourself. It's just like yeah. a, it's a whole different element really. And you got a new single that recently came out called Wasteland. What's that about? So Wasteland, it ended up being about a like horribly failed relationship of mine. And I always told myself, I was like, I'm not going to write about love and heartache anymore. And then like when we did this band, I was like, just kidding. Yes, I am. Uh, So there's definitely like an emo component to it. But yeah, so it's about this like failed relationship. And really what happened was my drummer came to my this house I used to live in where I had this little studio set up and he was like, Oh, I have like this chord progression. I was like, cool, show it to me. And he was making fun of these lyrics I had on a whiteboard. I was like, jokes on you. We're going to write a song with these chords and those lyrics. And then that's kind of where that song came from. Yeah. It, it, and it's great. And it, what really stood out to me is the amazing music video that you put together with. Well, we're going to dive into Winwood, Don't worry. So yeah. get that promotion in for sure. But how did the, uh, this, that story come together and, uh, uh, just, just the, uh, making that as a, as a video. So I, I, as you know, I work at a, a video production company here in Concord called Winwood Productions. And, uh, I had shown, the song to the owner and what's nice is that he loves that kind of music like he's super excited for that festival out in las vegas they just launched i forget what it's called but um so it's all like he is in the punk rock vibe so he kind of like wrote a script for the song that he thought would be like like nice and cinematic but also like really funny was kind of the goal we were going for um so we like showed me the script and i was like we should definitely do this um so we ended up filming at the bank of new hampshire stage when you, you were there I was one of the cameras. Yeah, you were on one of the cameras. And then um, we shot the live portion and like the fake live portion earlier that day. Um, and then we didn't end up shooting that music video, the actual cinematic part until um, late last year. Yeah, like two was, years well, later, like basically. Years, two years later, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you you photographed my, my engagement at that show, too. I did, I did. That was a crazy show, and I'm like, it yeah. would have been nice if you told me ahead of time. I, knew, I know, I, like, <laughs> was trying to tell anybody, and I was like, if I should have told one person, it was probably him, because he's taking photos. <laughs> I, I managed to get a few good ones, fortunately. I, I think yeah, I saw yeah, that as a profile picture for a long time. Yeah, I actually, we have a video of you from one of the cameras from the audience, and it shows you running, 
and you jumped and slid onto the stage to get the photo. <laughs> like, so, quick, get the if you're shot. looking for a good, if you're looking for a good photographer, AJ's your guy. That's true <laughs> dedication right there. Get the shot for your body be damned. But right. yeah, but that was a great gig. And say, I mean, what? Um, I mean, how how many music videos have you done personally in the past? I and mean, this looks like the first one that was like a narrative driven one. Yeah. So this was really. That's most narrative driven. I did those two like live ones with you. Mm-hmm. I did a, a, a pre-recorded type music video thing a couple of years ago here in New Hampshire as well with another videographer. And then when I, if you want to go look this up, when I was uh, 16, I was in a band called Again She Said, and there is a music video of me at 16 with my high school friends and it is it's pretty funny (laughs) i I might have to uh, creep on that um it's what's um i mean trying to think is that i want to dive into you you working with winwood because that's really fascinating is it's um you you did some audio production with brad i've had brad on the show a few months back when i when i first started doing the new england take he's a great guy and has a great eye for video production and uh business marketing and such so definitely hit up winwood on that end of things but what's it like kind of working your way up over at winwood when it's just the, a couple of you guys basically the yeah it's it's been interesting like when i started i had been working with um NH Music Collective a couple of years ago. I was helping booking with uh, Brad Myrick over there. And we had set up this uh, shoot with Winwood to kind of shoot like a singer songwriter profile with like interviews and like two live songs. So I was the audio engineer on that project. And that's when Brett and I met. And, you know, he was like, hey, I probably have some more audio work if you can do like, you know, any kind of voiceover stuff and like, you know, capturing dialogue for interviews, you know, on set. And I was like, yeah, sure. So I did a couple shoots with him and then he was like hey if you can give me like 20 hours a week that'd be awesome i was like yeah of course and then i was working like 50 hours a week and then we grew from like two people to like six and i think now we're at like 12 12 people now i think yeah that's crazy plus all the the vendors and the side businesses yeah, that has going on too i couldn't count all that yeah but that's amazing i mean what how's it feel uh how's it feel personally kind of getting because you were because you were bartending what were you doing before you I, I, was, I was i was before i moved back to new hampshire i was bartending and serving and then i moved back up here and i was serving for a couple of years um but yeah it was, it was weird because i when i was switching out of serving and just going to playing music full-time i played like 120 130 shows in 2018 or 2017 one of those wow. years and i like got super burnt out from doing that it was like a lot of late night gigs like a lot of driving and I, I think after that point, I was like, you know what? I really want to focus on, you know, working somewhere that can like benefit my musical career and like working with it was super helpful because I've had access to like, like cameras, meeting a bunch of people like that. Like obviously the music video, like that's, that's insane that that even happened uh, for us. Um, but like past that, like I got like kind of lucky when I decided to calm down and playing all those shows. I was like, oh, I'm going to play like 10 shows a year. I'm going to promote them when I play them and put a lot of focus on like playing the show for the fan and not just to like entertain an audience of people at a, like in a dining room. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did it at the right time because as soon as I decided to get this job at Wynwood and, and stop playing as much, the pandemic hit and I wouldn't have been able to play at all. Yeah, so, you got um, really lucky on I that. I got lucky. Yeah, I really, really did. So I'm super grateful for that. What do you see as the future for Mallory Vice? For Mallory, I mean, we've been, during the pandemic, I think everyone kind of hit that big bout of depression. We were like, oh, what are we doing? What's the point of all this? And we, we put out like one of those, um, 
like we went to our practice space because it was COVID. I recorded each person like one at a time. I put a camera or two cameras on them and a mic set up and we did one of our songs called The Astronomer and I put it out. And I've never been a huge fan of like the streaming shows. It just like doesn't feel the same. Yeah. It was like a bunch totally of people different. in the room kind of. Yeah, it is. It's so different. Um, but since then, like we just like kind of had a couple of meetings where like, hey, like, do you guys want to give us another really solid try on the pandemic? It's hopefully kind of headed towards its end and we can kind of get out there and play shows again. Uh, and they're like, yeah, let's do this. So, you know, like two a month or two ago, we hit the studio again. We just tracked two new songs. We're working on getting those to mastering and we have a couple uh, music video ideas for those. So look, look out for those in the future. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'll be sure to share them on uh, the New England Take feed also uh, as they come out. I'm a big fan. Um, I mean, outside of Mallory Vice, I mean, uh, what music do, are you listening to right now? Like for me personally, I'm always looking for something different. I, I get sucked into the, I'm a lonely white boy from Maine that grew up on metal and such. So like spirit box and alternative prog metal and stuff on, fills up my feet on loop. But, um, I really miss the, the, the more song driven music that, that you listen to do, is what you're listening, listening to impacting what you're writing or are they totally unrelated? Um, that's tough to say. I, I try to, at this point, I've had so much musical influence in my life where I'm like, how can I take like what the band is doing and kind of develop it into its own thing without trying to pull from other people. So you're trying to like create a new sound. And that's been really difficult trying to be like, oh, how can I like create this new sound without pulling from something else? So maybe I'm saying I'm doing that, but in reality, like maybe it's impossible. Maybe no matter what your sound is always pulled from somebody else's, you know? What are you listening to in general for personal? For personal, um, that's tricky. I'm I'm so all over the place. Whatever I've the hell Brett I, puts on, whether you like it or not. Yeah, so, yeah, for sure. So people in the I got there's a lot of like people in the office who are like 22 to 25, and I, they've been playing this artist named uh, Benny. You hear Benny? No, I don't know. I felt super lonely, and I hear this music, and I'm like, this is so it's so different from what I've listened to in the past. But I've been like really enjoying it. Yeah, you're, you're old. Steve. You're getting old. Yeah, I am. Yeah, it just it feels like a TikTok mixtape that I hear very often. <laughs> Basically, it's what it is. It, yeah. It's hilarious, and um, I, I'm 34. I, I think you're ballpark around where I am in age, and it, it's 31. Yeah, so it, it's funny. It's like, oh god, I'm getting older. I don't know if I connect with any of this, but all right, yeah. I'll listen a little bit and see. Yeah, my 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 last big release that I was super super happy about was when they released uh, that Mac Miller album. Oh, yeah. That was that was a killer album for me, yeah. I listen to that all the time. All right. Steve Shagnon of Mallory Vice. Where can people check you guys out? Uh, so you can check us out on, I think, Instagram's the main place we're working. It'd be at, at Mallory Vice Band. Uh, same thing with the Facebook, at Mallory Vice Band. And I think we own our website, but some <laughs> someone has to figure out how to build it. So, minor details. Minor details. I think you might know some marketing people that can help you. Should I might. Know. They just got to find the time to do it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Steve, for joining me this week on the New England Take. We're going to be going out right now on your latest single, Wasteland. So definitely check out Mallory Vice and their music video on their po- on their uh, social media feeds. I'll also link to it on nhtalkradio.com. I'm your host, AJ Kirsa, and this is the New England Take. Myself or anybody else 
that's what you get when you're looking up. Better watch your step. She'll sink her teeth in your skin while watching you bleed out of nothing. Well, I'm still a ghost in this house, but slamming on those doors. Stomach acid on the asphalt You left your mark with an ugly scar 